Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I keep wanting to say it because last week we had it, but the joke really doesn't get old for me that when we have texts like this from the gospel, that seems a little harsh. We have to say, this is the gospel of the Lord, and we say, praise be to thee, O Christ, right? It doesn't get old for me because, you know, I get, I, I think it's a great thing to keep in mind. Because last week we had fire, remember? We had fire and we had a separation of the sheep and the goats. We had the final judgment. This week, last week we had fire. This week we have darkness. Darkness. That in our text from 1 Thessalonians... Paul tells us that you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. But the last day when Christ comes should not be a surprise to you. You should be prepared. You should be ready. That in our text from Matthew chapter 25 again, a different parable, we see a few different groups of people here. That the kingdom of heaven will be like ten, ten will be like ten, ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. That what equates in this parable to be wise and foolish is that the foolish don't bring enough to make it throughout that dark night, and the wise do. That being prepared is the same as being wise. But it's interesting because in this text, this is not about unbelievers. It's about believers. It's about those who sit in church or those who call themselves Christians. When they say, I've been rightfully baptized, washed by the blood of Christ, for the forgiveness of my sins, they are a Christian, right? And sometimes Christians, even Christians, believe it or not, can be foolish. Christians can sometimes get into the temptation and the habit of saying, well, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm just so busy. Or, I don't know, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm doing okay. I don't really need to read my Bible. I don't really need to go to church or things like that, right? There's a temptation of the flesh to think that you are good enough, that you're strong enough to make it through the long, dark night. But those who are wise bring enough with them. They bring enough grace. They bring enough faith to last that long, dark night. They fear God, knowing that at the last day, if they're not prepared, that they'll be held accountable. It's one of those things that can be really tough to preach because oftentimes my sinful flesh wants to be nice. <laughs> I want to be nice. I want to be very gentle, accommodating, things like that. But sometimes I'm called as your pastor to be direct. 
with the truth that you need to be prepared. You need to stay awake, right? You need to stay awake and watch. Last week I asked you, are you prepared? Are you ready? Christ can come at any moment. He come right now. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Some may think, well, Pastor, you're being a little redundant. We talked about this last week. But you need to know. You need to keep hearing it. So I'm going to keep saying it. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you have enough oil to last that long, dark night? For this world is darkness. There's no doubt about it. This world is dark. And if you don't know that, and you want evidence of it, turn on the TV. Check your news feed. It's dark. Problems of abortion. Problems of homosexuality. Transgenderism. The literal confusion between man and woman. Things are dark. And it would behoove us to recognize within our parable that even those who are wise fall asleep. The wise are not perfect. We're not called to be perfect. We're called to be wise. We're called to be discerning. Because even the wise can fall asleep Not that they don't care, but that they're so overburdened by the things of this world. It's not that the disciples didn't care when they were on the Mount of Olives with Christ as he was praying. It's not that they didn't care about him and they fell asleep. It's that they were so weary. They were so tired. The night was so long and they just couldn't last. And that's what happens. That's what happens to us, happens to the best of us, those who we would call the best of us, that we fall asleep. We wind up saying, this world is just so dark. It's just so hard to keep up with all the things I got to keep up with as far as the things I should stay away from, the things that I should do. (sighs) They don't know what to do, right? It can get hard. It gets wearisome. You sleep. But that's why you come to church, right? You come to church to be told, wake up, stay awake, watch for Christ is coming, be prepared. Stay away from those things that God would want you to stay away from. Be wise about what you do. As the Proverbs say, trust in the Lord. That is, as we as Christians, trust in Jesus Christ with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways, all of your ways, not some, but all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. He will make them smooth. Trust in Jesus Christ, that the fear of the Lord, really the fear of Jesus Christ, is the beginning of of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One um, is understanding. 
Wisdom is not about being nice. It's not about being nice at all. It's about living life in the fear of Jesus Christ the Lord. Because he will come back with a, a shout, with a cry of command. The separation between the sheep and the goats will happen. The foolish and the wise will be divided. Those who are prepared and those who are not. And if this scares you, that's good. That's very good. We need to be scared to realize who we are before God. By ourselves, right? That without Christ, we're hopeless. Without the blood of Christ that covers our sins, we are hopeless. Without the baptism that watches us clean of all of our sin, we are hopeless. Without the word of God, we are hopeless. Without his body and blood, we are hopeless. We cling to these things because in these things are delivered the grace, the oil that keeps your lamp burning bright. That on the last day, you do not want to be the foolish ones who come to the wise and say, give us some of what you got. Give us some of your faith. You don't want to be that. That's a bad position to be in. Because what happens is, and I wish that our translation was a little bit stronger because in the Greek, the wise rightfully answer, never. No, never. We can never do this. Lest there not be enough for both you and us. That your faith is not enough for somebody else. You have to stand before God yourself on that last day. And again, if this scares you, if this makes you fearful, reverent, that's good. You understand who God really is. Now, being a wise Christian, that last day is a good day. Because you're not going to be caught outside. You're not going to be caught trying to go to the place where you can find more faith, more grace. They tell the foolish ones, go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Knowing that, where would they have to go? They have to go to church. But on that last day, what good will that do them? It's too late. It's the end. They say, go to where it can be found. Now, it doesn't say what happens exactly, except that, that while they were going to buy, while they were going to find that which would let them come in, that oil which would keep their fire bright, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready, the wise ones, went in to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the others came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But you can read this in there. They couldn't find the place to get the oil. The place that would have provided them the grace and the faith that they would need to keep it burning bright, 
There was no one there. Whoever would have been there to provide that for them is already in the wedding feast. And what happens with a lamp when you don't have enough fuel? It goes out. So read this in there. That he looks out. He opens up the little door and he looks out. All he hears are voices. He doesn't see any faces. He says, truly, I, I say to you, I, I do not know you. And in fact, in the Greek, it's even better because it's this double meaning. I do not see you. I don't see you. Your faith is gone. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Stay awake. Watch. And if you are asleep, wake up. Wake up. There are things you can ask yourself to stay awake. To prepare yourself. That, what are you doing to stay in that light of Christ? What are you doing to keep that, that lamp burning bright? Who are you trusting in above all to supply the oil, the fuel that's needed, right? Who do you trust in above all things? In some sense, well, you know, in every sense, it is not about what you do. Right? It is, it has everything to do with who you trust. Who do you trust to keep your lamp bright? Who do you trust for your salvation? Are you wise in bringing enough faith and grace and peace and hope that is supplied to you, not of your own, but of Jesus Christ? Is there enough to make it through this long, dark night? Is it enough to fight against the things out in this dark world that would attack you, that would sneak up behind you and ensnare you? Do you have enough? No. Short answer is no. You don't. That's why you come here. That's why you go to church. That's why you read your Bible, right? That's why you engage in all these things that God gives you to sustain you, to strengthen you, to remind you. You are not your own. You're not your own. That if you trust in Jesus Christ as your, as your Lord, you do not belong to yourself. You no longer belong to sin. You belong to Him. Thanks be to God. Trust in Jesus Christ with all your heart for what He has done for you. And lean not on your own understanding. Don't think that you're good enough or smart enough or strong enough to make it. In all your ways, you should acknowledge him and he will make your path straight and smooth. What are you doing to stay in the light? What are you doing? Who are you trusting? How are you staying awake? How do you heed the call to wake up? Do you hit the snooze button? Do you ignore it? Do you stay asleep? 
Or do you jump out of bed and you say, here I am. Lord, save me. You know, it's one of these things that we always have to be careful about what we say and, and, and sort of what do we do in these instances. How do we prepare, right? Because on some level it can sound legalistic, like you're actually doing something. But no one can call Jesus Christ Lord apart from the Holy Spirit, right? No one can actually prepare for his coming without first having faith. So let's get that straight. If you have faith, then there's no question. You will prepare. You will prepare. You will do what's necessary to be ready so that you won't be shut out of the feast at the end. This world is dark, as I keep saying, but the tricky thing is, and this is one thing I'll definitely I hope that y'all will take from this, is that the world is darkness, but it tries to make you think that it's light. That the devil might not appear to you as someone with horns and a pitchfork, right? The devil might come to you as a beautiful angel of light, trying to entice you away from the true light. So you have to ask yourself every single day, every single week, do you reflect the light of Christ, the true light, or the false light, the darkness of this world? How do you prepare? Nobody's perfect, but if you find yourself watching TV more than you read your Bible, Chances are you're getting pretty tired, and if you're not already asleep, you're well on your way of dozing. And you know, I have nothing against Andy Griffith or Gunsmoke or things like that. Those are great TV shows. But if you can quote entire episodes of Gunsmoke or of Andy Griffith or even a seemingly wholesome TV show, but you don't know the story of salvation from the Bible, you're probably sleeping. Wake up. <clears throat> the night is fleeting. It seems long and dark. But in the end, when we look back on that last day, as the wise ones who were prepared, we'll look back and say, oh, it wasn't so long after all. It really wasn't all that long. Thanks be to God that he kept me firmly in his fold. So stay awake. Don't read this as something you should do. Read it as, who should you trust? Who do you fear? Who do you respect? Who do you give reverence to and awe to? I pray that it is Christ our Lord, so that you would be awake, and not foolish, but wise, children of God's light. For God has not... For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that, where, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live. We might live with him.
Therefore encourage therefore encourage one another and build build one another up. Encourage each other to stay awake. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.